When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Fantasy Six-Pack Hour, with your hosts, Joe Bond, ah, you're awful, and A.J. Applegar. It's Sin Shu Chu, it's a mouthful. All right, all right. Welcome to the Fantasy Six-Pack Hour. My name's Joe Bond, founder of FantasySixPack.net. With me, as always, my co-host, AJ Abergarth. Welcome back to podcasting, man. What's up? Uh, not much. Ready to roll. Got a new mic. Got a new pop filter. Got a new camera. Got a great guest. It's a good show. Yeah, man. I'm ready. Uh, I'd say you're looking good, but you kind of never do, so it's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> one man's opinion is only one man's opinion. It's all right. Um, all right, so... We're going to jump right. Today's going to be the, the the first of our fantasy baseball shows. We're going to have many, many weeks of shows going through position previews and that kind of stuff. Uh, today's is kind of a, a recap of the free agent signings, some trades, and just some general strategy questions leading into the season, kind of getting you ready. Uh, but we can't ignore the big game, the Super Bowl coming up. Who do you got winning this one, man? I have the Chiefs coming through for Big Red. Finally get him his own head coaching Super Bowl ring. Uh, he does have one other with uh, Green Bay, but fell a little short with, with the Eagles many moons ago. So I'm uh, really hoping they pull it out for him. I'm, I'm rooting for them. Yeah, I've got the Chiefs too. It's going to be close. Uh, it's a tough one. You know, good offense versus good defense. Uh, you know, it's not like the defense is horrible on the Chiefs side. It's not, you know, the offense is horrible on the 49ers side. But, you know, it's the strengths are, you know, 49ers defense, Chiefs offense big time. So it'll be a fun one, I think. Uh, I'm looking at like a 31-27, 31-24 type, type victory. So I'm um, expecting a, a lot of points here. But, yeah, definitely Chiefs. So uh, let's just get into this, man. Um, do our beer of the week. Mm, beer. What you got tonight? Uh, I've got a couple in front of me because I figure it's going to be a good show. But um, <laughs> starting off with the Trogues Independent Brewing Nugget Nectar. Uh, I've probably had this one on here before, but maybe it's all right. It's tasty, tasty brew. Uh, to me, it seems kind of mild, but it's it's got some nice hop flavor to it. So I like it. I'm into good stuff, it, man. So I've had a few of these recently. The uh, the place by me is getting them in. You know, one by one, it feels like. But uh, bringing in a true respite gearhead, Steve. It's a hazy double IPA by a brewery here in Maryland. Uh, it's pretty good, man. Uh, I, I like all this stuff. Give it a four and a quarter on on untapped. So it's definitely uh, one I would go after again. So let's just jump right into it, man. We got a great guest tonight. Uh, Howard Bender. You there, man? 
What's going on, guys? I have a uh, a freshly cracked open Budweiser. All right. It says right here on the label, it is the king of beers. <laughs> so who am I to say that they're wrong? Hey, I mean, I, companies never lie, right? <laughs> it, so, never. If I would have <laughs> known that we were going fancy, I would have just gotten the champagne of beers. And, oh, and you know, we would have had a real party. Ooh, <laughs> the high life. <laughs> yeah. Yikes. 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 Delicious. Yikes. All right, so uh, Howard Bender, host of the Fantasy Alarm Show. I'm sure many of you know who he is by now. If you don't, check him out at Roto Buzz Guy. Um, you know, he's he's all over the place. Um, so we wanted to bring you on, obviously, to talk some baseball, but we've gotta we've gotta revisit this fantasy football pie bet. Um, I had a blast with it this past season. Unfortunately, I only jumped in about the last half of the season. Uh, I was fortunate, I guess. I was fortunate, but the kids weren't fortunate to uh, – I didn't take a pie. AJ was not so fortunate. He got one, I think, in like week 14. Uh, yep, and it was hilarious to watch. I will not actually, lie. I actually rewatched the video earlier today. It showed, uh, showed my boss. It was, it was pretty funny. It's pretty damn, it's pretty damn fun. Uh, I mean, explain this. Like, How did this idea start? Like, It's a great idea. <laughs> Um, you know, it was kind of funny. We were, uh, we were on the show one time. It was me and Jim Bowden and, and our producer, Justin Fensterman. And the two of them were arguing about, uh, NBA and nonsense there. And, uh, they were making a bet as to whether or not the Lakers were going to, uh, advance, you know, if the Lakers were going to end up at the, uh, in the Western conference finals. And they were trying to think of stakes for, uh, for their bet. And we all just kind of, you know, it was, it was one of those things, like, what's funnier than watching somebody get hit in the face with a pie? And it was kind of, um, it, it just, we, we just kind of threw that out there as far as a possibility. I don't know, I, I saw something or Fetzty saw something and um, we kind of, you know, we, we turned it from that into why don't we do this with wide receivers and uh, and then why don't we, you know, then we didn't want people to get mad at us, you know, because it was just, it was something that we were doing that was just going to be for fun. And we figured, okay, we'll throw some videos up on social media and, and people dig it. But then there was obviously that also, um, you know, the, the cesspool that is Twitter, you knew that after posting a couple of these, there was going to be somebody who was going to complain about the fact that we, you know, were wasting food. And so we opted for the get a pie, give a pie sort of thing and, and made it that, you know, we opened it up for the public to join in. They could compete against us on the show. If they lost, they had to take a pie. And for every pie that they took or, or that somebody took and posted a video of it, we donated uh, $10 to uh, a charity called the Children's Fund. It's uh, located down in Southern California. One of, uh, you know, one of my partners over at Fantasy Alarm, he, uh, you know, it's a charity that he's familiar with and, uh, and had a connection to. So we figured we would do that. We ended up raising a uh, little more than $4,000 for the children's fund. It was all right before the holidays and they basically split it. They, uh, we posted videos of um, one of the local sheriffs who works with the charity as well. He and his wife and, and kids uh, did a whole big toy, uh, toy shopping for the holidays. And we spent about half the money there. And the other half we spent on, uh, on blankets and, uh, stuff for the shelter to help, you know, make it more comfortable for everybody. And, you know, it was just one of those things that it just, it started off as a, as a whim. We thought it was funny. Um, we were very surprised as to how many people jumped on board with it. And we said, we, we got to keep this rolling here. So 
Um, yeah, it was, it was a great time. You know, it's one of those things, you know, you guys have been in fantasy for a while, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, everybody gets so crazy serious about it. I get it. Listen, yeah. if you're going to compete in the high stakes, okay, fine. You're taking it seriously and you're really, you know, trying to, you know, whatever you're, 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 you're taking it seriously. I get that, but it's still a game that we're playing and we're still talking about drafting baseball players and football players. So if you can't have fun with it in some way or another, then maybe you shouldn't be playing any stakes and, and realize that it is just a game. So I kind of wanted to just, I wanted to put the fun back in fantasy sports so that people would just loosen up, man, such tight asses. Yeah, dude, I totally agree with you. Uh, I, I loved it, man. I had a lot of fun. I actually kind of wanted to do it just so that like, because my wife always gets on my case. I spend too much time doing fancy football and fancy baseball. So I was like, you might be able to pie me in the face. That was a, put a big smile on her face, by the way. But unfortunately, it didn't happen for her. <laughs> so uh, maybe next year. Uh, but speaking of that, like, do you guys have anything in mind for the upcoming baseball season? Well, you know, one of the funny things about it is, is that, you know, it's I, I'm of the belief that it was a great thing and it was a great gag, but you kind of have to move on from one gag to come up with the, the next one. Right. So we're actually bandying about a few ideas cool. um, as far as this goes. Somebody said, do something with grand slams and the grand salami thing. And I was like, really, what do you want me to like hit somebody in the face yeah. with a salami <laughs> after a, after a, a, a grand slam? Like that would just, that's like border borderline pornographic and that uh, we can't, you know, all I can think of is that children's fun. All I can think of is that gift where like that girl sitting on the couch and just throw a bunch of hot dogs at her face. Like, yeah. nah, that's exactly. okay. I, I, don't need, I don't need that. You guys, to happen. You, guys, you guys know that real talk Raph from rotoballer.com, that's his girlfriend. This no, is are you serious? No. I'm just I, listen, I don't want to uh, spread, you know, uh, rumors oh, around here, but I have don't it on pretty that. good authority. No, all right. All right. All right. Maybe it's his sister. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, good stuff, man. All right, well, let's get into some baseball talk. Uh, I definitely do look forward to seeing what you guys are coming up with over there on the show, and and, uh, I'll be sure to jump in uh, this season. But let's get into some baseball. So the first things first, we want, you know, a lot of of transactions, thankfully, this year, right? I mean, last year was like, come on already, guys. Um, So this year, you know, we've got got all the big signings out of the way, except for, well, no, I guess Cassiano signed. Well, we're waiting for Puig. Can't think of anybody else big right now. Um, so, yeah, so just going to rip through them real quick, and then we'll highlight a couple here. So we got Garrett Cole to the Yankees, Anthony Rendon to the Angels, uh, Ryu to the Blue Jays, Donaldson to the Twins, Mad Bum to the D-backs, Ozuna signed with the Braves, Hamill signs with the Braves, Castellanos with, with the Reds, Moustakas with the Reds, uh, Wheeler, the Phillies, Didi with the Phillies, and then um, Grandal, Encarnacion, and Keuchel. All with the White Sox. Sorry, what? I said represent. Oh, popping, right. Philly's up in my jersey right. collar all right, here. All right, Come on. All right. <laughs> um, Rich Hill signed with the Twins. And then some trades. We've got the Pirates sending Marte to the D-backs. Uh, the Indians sent Kluber to the Rangers. We got the Orioles represent. No, wait. Sorry. VR to the Marlins. Um, the Rays traded fam to the Padres. Uh, the Padres in return sent back Renfro. And then the Rangers uh, traded Mazzara to the Sox, White Sox as well. And I guess 
who knows? Any day now, any second now, we might get a a bets trade to either the Dodgers or the Padres, which seems kind of crazy to me, but whatever. Um, so we got those. So we're just going to highlight a couple of these. Obviously, if we hit, hit on all these, it'd be a three-hour show. So let's start with Garrett Cole. Biggest signing of the offseason, obviously. Uh, nine years, 324 mil. Signed with the Yankees. I mean, can he replicate his spectacular 2019? I mean, his home ballpark now is really an unfriendly ballpark and he's pitching in the AL East, which is arguably a better hitting division outside of the Orioles. Really? Um, you know, I'm, I'm a huge Yankees fan. I grew up, uh, you know, five subway stops away from Yankee stadium. So, um, I actually don't like this deal and I don't like this move nine years, 324 million, um, this just, this has all those earmarks of, you know, now that everything's come out about the Astros and we're still kind of wondering about the spin rate and the pine tar on the ball and what's being used and what's being done. Listen, I'm not going to sit here and say that Garrett Cole's going to tank it because, you know, the Astros were cheating, but you know, it's like you said, it's a much less friendly, uh, hitting environment, just the division in general, forget about the fact that it's, you know, Yankee stadium versus, Minute Maid Park. It's having to go to Fenway. It's having to go to mm-hmm. you know Toronto. It's having to have to go down to Camden Yards. Represent, yeah. um, you know, yeah. and, and to do that. So it's really it's kind of nasty that you know. I mean, just as far as the that environment. Now, listen, I think that he's going to still post solid numbers, but you know, again, it's living up to that contract. It's pitching on the big stage at Yankee Stadium. Haters going to hate, but the bottom line is, is that there are, we've seen so many high quality players go to Yankee stadium and they just go to crap. So, yeah. you know, it, it gets me, it's, I'm a little unnerved by it. I hate giving pitchers any deal more than three years. Um, mm. And, and this is just, this, this seems like it could be like a very Kevin Brown esque albatross for us. Ooh. Yeah, I mean, the thing that strikes me about this, and, and, you know, you mentioned about, like, what were the Astros drawing? Like, like obviously we know they were stealing signs, but, like, what else? Like, the, every pitcher that seemed to go to the Houston Astros was just phenomenal all of a sudden. I mean, Wade Miley, right? Like, what the hell? Right, um, Wade Miley. <laughs> I mean, come on, guys. <laughs> like, Garrett Cole, before he got to New York, was, he was good. But, my God, he was amazing when he got to Houston it was like I, I when he went to the Houston Astros in 2018 I was like ooh, like Cole Cole's all right but careful guys like I don't don't go crazy over this man was I wrong but it could have just been something else I, I it it's I, I'm with you man there's just something in my gut that thinks that this is not good <laughs> just leaving Houston in general at this point so right and I mean, uh, I'll, I'll, I won't own any shares of him this I year. He's just—he's going way too high. I'm not going to take a picture in the first round, even if it's an auction. I'm not going to pay the Garrett Cole price tag either. Yeah, I agree. AJ, you got any thoughts on this? Yeah, I mean, the only share that I'll probably have of him is in the fantasy six pack league because he's a fifth round keeper, and it's like, okay, well, yeah, yeah I got—I got to keep him for that. But fair yeah, enough. it does—it does scare me um, to see see him moving into this AL East. Uh, so speaking of, we'll uh, move on here with, with Rayu to the Blue Jays. So how exactly does this move out of the NL 
and having to face the Yankees, Red Sox, Tampa, you know, all these offenses we just talked about. And I, I guess Baltimore, I don't know, Mancini, we'll say. Um, I mean, how is this going to affect him and, and his game? Is, is he going to be on par with what he was doing last year? Howard? You're asking me? Yeah. Yeah, sorry. Um, I mean, is he going to replicate? <laughs> I mean, it's so tough to, to, to say whether or not that's going to happen. It's just it's not, you know, it's not a good situation. How about that? He's had two yeah. phenomenal years, man, like 1.97 ERA, 2.32 ERA. I mean, I know ERA is not everything, but those are pretty spectacular numbers. I'm a little hesitant, too. Uh, I think he's going to, you know, reg- I know this is like the popular word, but I think he's going to regress. Maybe not as bad as Steamer says he's going to be, like a f- almost a four and a quarter ERA. I'm not sure he's that bad. Um, but, yeah, it's, you know, I- I'm definitely not going to pay for last year's numbers. Yeah, I, I kind of see him more more in line with that 2017 stat line that's on the slide there. Maybe a little bit better. Um, but it's a tough division and, and it's, it's hitters parks all throughout that division. So he's kind of going from, you know, a few hitters parks to like, Oh crap. It's every week or every, every five days I'm, I'm in one. So. Right. (laughs) Or that you love that home and home series you know, from like the Rogers center to Yankee stadium or yeah. Just something abusive like that. It's just, it's just not pretty. It really, it, it's, it, it is. You're right. It's a very tough division uh, to have to throw in, especially you know if, especially if the expectations are as high uh, to to you know turn around a, a strong season once again. Yeah. Because the other thing you got to worry about the Ryu is, you know, is he going to pitch a full complement of, of innings again? Like 182 is a lot for him. You know, the mm-hmm. Dodgers always what I like to call Dodgered him. Where they just kind of put him on the DL, just put him on the DL, right? Um, and then, you know, now he did get hurt a few times, but sometimes they just kind of put him there just to give him rest because they have enough guys. But in Toronto, they don't have that luxury. So he's got to go out there if he's just kind of tired or whatever the, the Dodgers used to do. Yeah. I mean, you know, ground ball rate picked up a little bit in the last, what, two seasons? But, I mean, still, not to the effect of – you know, where you're looking at, at the Rogers Center as being a place. I mean, that's really – I mean, that's – tip. I kind of feel like the Rogers Center is like the Coors Field of, of the American League. Um, and as bad as Camden Yards and Yankee Stadium and Fenway Park can be, I think Toronto's a lot more unforgiving, um, especially in a time where we're also still worried about what the ball's going to be like. Is the ball going to be juiced? Is it not going to be juiced? Right. Are they going to raise the seams and improve the grip for pitchers? Are they not going to do it? I mean – that unfortunately is uh, is something we're not going to know at least until the spring starts up. Yeah, agreed, agreed. All right, Howard, I got one more one more for you, pitcher wise here. Going with good old horseman himself, Madison Bumgarner. <laughs> he's uh, he's staying in his division, so he's at least got that working for him, maybe. Um, but he he moves. Over to Arizona and Chase Field, um, entering his age 31 season. Uh, he still has to pitch at Coors and Petco. Uh-huh. I mean, do you, do you think that he's going to get back to his sub-three ERA days? 
Um, no, I actually I don't. You know, one of the big things. Listen, I, there was a lot to like about uh, Mad Bum's season last year, and and you know the numbers that he started to put up. But then you dig a little deeper and you go to those home road splits, and it's like a nightmare. You hit a sub three ERA um, at well Oracle Park, AT and T Park, whatever we're calling it right now. Cheddar blasted Goldfish Park <laughs> um, in San Francisco, and I mean, so that was that he had a sub three ERA there. He had a five point two nine ERA mm. on the road. Um, so now you're putting him in. Uh, in Arizona, yes, he's going to have to pitch his home games there. Yes, he's going to have to go to Coors. Um, I mean, I guess the only advantageous thing that you could say about this move within the division um, would be that now he gets to face the Giants lineup instead of the Diamondbacks lineup. And that's mm. that actually kind of works a little bit into everybody's favor because the Giants are absolutely atrocious. So um, I, I don't see him getting it back. Uh, maybe you get like a, you know, I don't know, like probably anywhere between like a like a three eight five and a four one five ERA could be where he like settles down. But I also, you know, I'm I'm wondering if he's, you know, because he's getting a little long in the tooth, whether he's going to be able to keep doing those two hundred uh, inning game uh, inning seasons. Yeah, I, I agree. It's uh, you know the one thing that you you see here when you look at his numbers is his ground ball rate is is uh, is dropping. So not pitching in the Giants stadium as often, as you kind of alluded to there, it's going to hurt him more because he's not playing there as often. Uh, and that's going to raise his ERA just right there. I mean, more ground, more fly balls in any other park besides San Francisco. It's going to be bad. <laughs> yeah. be, you know, and one more thing. Sorry to just to backtrack on huh? you. We didn't talk about this with Cole also. But how many innings did Cole throw last year? Ooh. Like that was – well, you know, on, on the Fantasy Alarm show on Sirius, we were actually – we got a chance to talk to Aaron Boone. And Boone was like, ah, you know, we're just – we're going to go through it, business as usual, and, and kind of treat him as, you know, as, as we would normally do for any pitcher in the spring. I'm like, this dude threw like 60 more innings than, than he's ever thrown in his career before. Um, and I think that that, you know, we, we I think we're seeing some of that – um, in Madison Bumgarner also, who has yeah. spent m- numerous times in the pre in the postseason. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's the big thing to look at. I mean, Cole threw like 380 innings last year uh, alone. So, nope. I, I'm I'm going like to just probably do it now and put my curse on it. He <laughs> will have Tommy John surgery this year. Oh, oh man, He'll miss, he will oh, miss the, the, the first AJ... The AJ curse of his, strikes, of his nine dude. year of his nine year uh whatever contract. But I mean, when you get a team coming to you and say, here's a blank check, put whatever number on it you, you want, and it's the Yankees, it's like, well, okay, why not? But yeah, no, I, I hope that that doesn't happen. Uh let me let me just backtrack there and say <laughs> that. But it's, it is yeah, I, I hope so because I just called Rocco and Tony from New York, and I was like, "You guys got to go visit this guy." Oh man, yeah, Howard. If you don't know, AJ has this knack for just like talking crap about a player or just saying he's going to get hurt, and then he just miraculously gets hurt like two weeks later. I don't know what he has, what power he has. He's got little voodoo dolls behind him that I don't doll. know about, but it's it's crazy. 
Oh, well, man. maybe 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 you could do me a favor, and by the end of this show, come up with a list of players who you uh, who you feel that about, and <laughs> I can plan to at talk least about this year. avoid. Yeah, I can at least avoid drafting any of. Them. Yeah, yeah. Well, a- AJ's, we'll AJ's do not draft list for fear of injury. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll put an article on the, the F6P page for it. That would be kind of funny. <laughs> All right, so let's move into some hitters here, Howard. We got uh, probably the the biggest offensive signing. We've got Anthony Rendon, seven years, two forty five, signed with the Angels. I mean, we know how good he was last year uh, with with the Nats, and you know he's been good, but never quite this good. You know, what what do we think about this move for him from the Nats lineup, which is really really good, to the Angels, which has been a little underwhelming, but you know it does have Trout. He's going to get Otani back full time, and then they still got Justin Upton and and company. And, you know, is it can he repeat last year's numbers with that lineup around him? Um, you know, I I see. I look at him and I think that he's more of like a mid twenties home run guy, twenty five to thirty. I don't see him being that you know thirty five home run guy. Again, this you know obviously we we could talk about what the uh you know, what the ball's going to be like and how, you know, how it's going to fly off the bat. But, mm-hmm. you know, listen, I think that he's a, he's a good solid hitter. I mean, you know, low strikeout rate, uh, take knows how to take some walks, decent plate discipline. Maybe he has to make that adjustment going from the NL to the AL. Um, but overall, I think that he's, uh, he's in a good spot, I think in, uh, in Los Angeles. And I think that with Trout and Otani, and Upton and, and those guys, you know, around him, I don't think he's going to drop off um, too much. Like, again, I don't see 34 home runs with a 320 batting average. But for the same token, you know, I don't see him, you know, dropping below what his normal, you know, career norms seem to be. Yeah, I, I agree there. AJ, you got any take on that? Uh, not really. I mean, yeah, I, I think he's a good hitter. He's a good high average guy. You know, he's, he's got a good eye for the ball, but it, it's, yeah, you know, I think he'll, he'll drop off a little, but not, not too much. Yeah. He'll still be is good. That, but... is, that, is that Philly's hate that I hear? I feel like that was some Philly's hate in there, it right? It is indeed. You like res- signed with us. Some resentment coming from Boston South. Oh man. Boston oh, South. He called you oh. Boston South. Ouch. I wish I wish we had that many World Series championships. <laughs> oh, uh, but yeah, no, it's uh, it, yeah. There's there's a there's a little hate there. I, I was I was hoping that they would have gone out and got him. I I love the signings that they had with the with Wheeler and Didi, um, but third base is is their you know their Achilles heel right now, and they they had multiple opportunities to get guys. The next guy is is Donaldson that we want to talk about here, Howard. So, uh, I mean, he's now with the twins. So how, how much do you trust that he's actually going to stay healthy for a second year in a row and actually perform the way that we know he can? Um, you know, I mean, it's, it's impossible to predict health. I mean, I would love to see he did. He, I mean, he had a, a bad run and, 2017 and 2018 i get that and he's getting older um but i you know listen i actually i like this environment i get to name drop here because we actually talked to rocco baldelli today uh on the fantasy alarm show and he was talking about the the recruitment process and just the the general vibe 
of what Donaldson was looking for in a team and a city and a clubhouse. Um, and, and he just really kind of felt that Donaldson was going to be, you know, was moving to a place that he felt comfortable with, that he felt excited about. He likes the vibe uh, with the twins. And I mean, let's face it, this, this team is built for power. Um, it's a great lineup yeah. to hit in. They immediately moved Miguel Sano over to first base. Um, you know, can he stay healthy? I sure as hell hope so. I mean, he, had, he played in 155 games last year. Um, you know, before the two years of injuries, it was at least 150 games for four straight seasons too. So, listen, I'm 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 in on Donaldson. I like it, especially when you you know when you hear that he's, you know, really happy about you know just the the general vibe of the team and the rest of the players. I think he's going to fit in well there and feel good about it. Yeah, and I mean, in four years, 92 mil, it's not the stupid money that Philly apparently has to spend. So it's a nice contract, but they, they could have afforded that. Come on. I don't know. But no, I, I, I like Donaldson this year a lot, too. I, I think that he's he's going to show everybody, hey, this is who I am. You saw it last year. I'm going to do my damnedest to replicate it again because I have done it before. Um, you know, injuries happen you know, it, it's it's just part of the game, and and it is what it is. So, I think he's uh, I think he's definitely in a good spot, though. So, what do we got up here next, Joe? We're gonna dip into some trades here. Yeah, man. Uh, let's jump into a couple of trades. So, I mentioned the, all, all the trades earlier on, but the two that we want to mention here is is one Corey Kluber to the Rangers. I mean. Cy Young winner back in, I think it was 20, I want to say 2017, um, you know, phenomenal pitcher, but, you know, got hurt last year, has that bugaboo of April where he's just like crummy oh, and you're like, like a horror on? show. <laughs> like, like, and, he, you know, you drafted him in like the second round and you're going like, the, oh my you know, God, what happened? Something. Yeah. You, you just have no idea what happened. You're like, I spent a second round pick on this guy. Like. Please, please no. Um, I, I'm sorry. I meant to say booger, not Kluber. Booger, <laughs> and, and he, he broke his arm for four months. I don't know. I don't know what happened. Um, but anyway, so he moves from Cleveland to Texas, and we all know Texas is not a great pitching ballpark either. I mean. Are we seeing the decline of Kluber at this point, or do we just expect Kluber to bounce back after being injured last year and he's going to be fine regardless of it being Texas? Um, I think he'll be okay. I, you know, obviously there's there's the, the possibility of home runs going up. But, I mean, you know, you look at, like, his swinging strike rate, and that actually has remained fairly consistent. So, yeah. I mean, if he can continue to miss bats at that 12 to 13% rate that he usually does – then I, I think we're in a in a good spot with him. You know, obviously the the hotter it gets and the more the ball flies out, we're going to have to worry about that. Um, I, I wish his uh, his ground ball rate would be a little bit better, a little bit uh, higher than fifty percent. I mean, if it's at fifty percent, it's probably not. It's probably like the mid forties at this point. But uh, you know, I don't. <laughs> the, I'll tell you what. The best part about this trade, in all honesty, is Emmanuel Classic. Like the guy going back to Cleveland, that's the guy um, who I'm actually more interested in. Yeah, that was a pretty phenomenal get for for Cleveland. 
Uh, and I, I left off the minor league guys. I've got a prospect show later that we, we kind of hit on. So that's, that's one of the guys I'm sure we'll hit on. But, uh, um, but yeah, it, with, with Kluber, the one thing I look at is his last year, like his walk rate was super high and maybe it was just cause he only pitched in April, but I don't know. It was like, <laughs> man, like it was scary bad. It, and it just, like I had him in one league and I was just like, I, I don't even want to start him. And I just. I, I laugh like two, three years ago or something like that. Like AJ finally did bench him and t- toward the very end of April or super beginning of May, and I was like, I don't, I don't know, man. I don't know if I could bench Kluber. And then boom, that was like his twenty strikeout game, and he benched him because he was so miserable th- throughout the entire month. So of course I didn't bench him, and he sucked the entire month, and then got hurt. And I was like, well, okay, um, yeah. Yeah, I actually I did that a couple of years ago with uh, with Kluber, um, in that I was like I, I was at my wits end. Started him throughout April, uh, was really tempted. I, I can't remember the uh, the the game that he was. It was like really early May, and I feel like it was something like a Toronto game, uh, real sweet hitters park. And I was like, ah, I just I can't do this. I can't, you know, I I can't afford to dig myself into that big of a hole. And, uh, and against my better judgment of just letting your studs play week in, week out, the numbers will all balance out. Um, I did the same thing too. And, uh, that did not bode well for me. Oh, you guys have something in common. <laughs> That's cute. <laughs> right. It's the, it's the, we're going to draft Kluber and bench him for all of April this year. And then we'll see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> like, at least you're not using like a second round pick on him anymore. You know, it's a little bit deeper. Not much. Yeah. So. Yeah, definitely not. <laughs> so, all right, AJ, I think we got one more. Just throw it out there. Yeah, so we got uh, Starlin Marte here. He's going to Arizona, um, following over uh, uh, Madison Bumgarner. So, Howard, how, how far up your board or down um, do you move him after this? Um, you know, I kind of feel like he's fine right where he is. I took him in the, uh, in the FSGA draft, um, with the first pick of the third round. I mean, so he could have been a tail end of the second round guy. I mean, it really depends on how much everybody's going to value stolen bases because, you know, Marte just, you know, he's, he's not a guy who you look at. I mean, I, I, listen, I think that he's, he's easy 2020, easy 2020. But I mean, are you going to take him over a guy like an Aaron Judge or a, a Fernando Tatis or, or somebody like that, you know, just to get the stolen bases? Does he steal enough for you to, you know, kind of move up there? And I look at you know Arizona last year uh, with Tori Lavulo on the uh, at, at the helm, and they're like right in the middle as far as their stolen base numbers. I think if they go Marte, Marte, like Starling, and then Cattell Marte as the uh, as the number two hitter that uh, if i could hear that guaranteed to me that might get me to bump him up a little bit more because i do kind of have some concern that maybe they do bat him second which i think obviously takes away some of the stolen base opportunities that you'd like yeah yeah Yeah, i think the stolen bases is definitely uh we'll we'll get into that in a a little bit here but uh that's definitely something to keep an eye on yeah, I, so I, I did move ahead. him up just just to say I I actually did move him up just a couple spots over Judge overall because of those steals, um, 
and you know I I love Judge and like his potential fifty home run power, but I mean, you know, getting those steals and and, and solid average and everything from him, and I, I I think he gets a bit a bit of just enough of a boost because he's going to be in a better offense than Pittsburgh that it makes that much of a difference for him. I moved him up like six spots in my rankings. It wasn't great, and just just to mention like. You didn't say this, Howard, but the FSGA draft, that's 14 teams, right? Correct. Yeah, so, I mean, like, normal, I think standards, like, 10 to 12 teams. So, you know, you consider, like, you took first, third round. So, that's, like, mid to end of third round in some leagues. Um, So, he probably moves to the front end of that third round for me now that he's in Arizona. But he was always good. It It didn't change things drastically. So, I do agree with you there. So. But do you look at him and say, you know, I'd rather have him than Jose Altuve? I actually have him one spot of Altuve over Altuve okay. in my rankings. Um, what about J.D. Martinez? Uh, Martinez is slightly higher. Okay, um, Judge, you said was higher. What about uh, Devers or Rendon? Do you like him more than either of those guys? Uh, Devers is higher. Rendon's higher. Yeah, I mean it's it's so tough. <laughs> All these guys. Well, are that's so like because that's the know, thing is that you turn around and you say, well, he could be higher up on my board, but like how much higher? Like a spot or two higher? Because I know. when you look at the like the it's first tough. round, you just look at the first fifteen guys taken off of the off of the board in this draft alone, and you're like, yeah, yeah, no, probably wouldn't probably wouldn't take Marte over that guy either. So it's tough to to get some, you know how much movement you're going to see in drafts um, when you're looking that high up. Now, I mean, if you were like a 10th round guy uh, and and this trade happened, then yeah, then all of a sudden you bump him up a few rounds. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I mean, it's, he basically got a, you know, a couple bumps in because he's, he's going to get more runs in RBI is what, is what I thought. And so he just, he just, it just moved him up just slightly. Uh, You know, just the way I do the rankings, I kind of do it by like a value rating and his value rating kind of just bumped him up over a couple of guys. Um, once I tweaked these a slight, slightly more and put a little more, uh, these are the super early rankings that I do in, in late January. So once I put a little uh, Joe Bond touch to him, he might slide back down. I'm not sure yet, but it's listen. I'll, I'll take that over AJ being like he's going to have Tommy John yeah. surgery. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. There's a difference there. A, a vast difference. <laughs> Oh man! Careful, we'll, so, we'll not let AJ talk about him since he drafted him already. Um, right. <laughs> well, yeah, it's, I'm I'm only hurting myself here. Well, and everybody else that drafts him, but more myself. Uh, so we'll we'll see. I'm, I'm hoping to maybe have a little reverse psychology this go around, uh, and and I'll talk doubtful. about people, and they'll just be on my team randomly in one league or another, and then they'll start performing even more, you know, than they were. Your track record does not prove that, so I'm just not. I'm <laughs> no, not going to no, that not. happening. Nor did he sound confident, even remotely, uh, yeah. saying He's that. Like, I'm yeah. hopeful. Yeah, like, no, maybe <laughs> I might finish in all seconds again for baseball, <laughs> like I did in football. Let's let's just bring that back up. Oh. Do we have a pie handy? I need to just stop talking. <laughs> but. So we, we, we uh, can arrange that. Well, yeah, we can arrange that. <laughs> well, we'll move off of the the free agents and movement and everything, and let's talk some 2020 strategy questions here. 
Uh, this is this is something that we touch on with basically all of our fantasy preview shows, uh, position previews. We we have strategy for each position and what we're going into. So uh, we just want to get get your thoughts on on some of these players and and these questions, Howard. So we touched on the the Houston sign stealing and um, all of that. So I mean, do we see that the Astros hitters values? are going to drop this season now that they won't be cheating. I mean, hopefully not be cheating. <laughs> are are you <laughs> dropping any of these guys, Howard, or are you are you still just kind of keeping them where they should be? You know, for the most part, I'm kind of keeping guys the way like where they should be or or, or where they're going right now. Like, you know, Altuve'll always be, you know, strong option because of the stolen bases, because of the scarcity at second. Um you know, I found it very interesting that the Astros gave George Springer that extension that they gave him, um, knowing that he was, you know, in the middle of that whole scandal. Like, does the team, you know, would the team offer him that much money uh, and, and multiple years if they thought that he was going to pull back because of the, the whole scandal? So, you know, I'm, I have mixed emotions on on that. Like a guy like Jordan Alvarez, I'm still in on Jordan Alvarez because, I mean, we're still looking at a youngster um, who was in his developmental stage when he came up uh, with them. So I wouldn't say, you know, I'm, I'm down on any of them. I mean, am I going to look at them and be like, oh, well, you know, they were cheating, so maybe I'll take this guy over that guy. If they're in a similar tier, then maybe I'll, uh, I'll look past it. But overall, I'm not dropping any of them too much on my board. Yeah I've, yeah, I've been doing the same thing with my rankings. Like, it's kind of like when it's a coin flip, it's like, oh, it's Houston, it's the Houston guy and this guy. Yeah, the coin flip you lose. Like, sorry, uh, that's kind of been the automatic coin flip lose for me. But overall, like they've dropped like maybe a spot, maybe two. Like, it's not been drastic. It's you know, I think we're gonna see a slight dip in numbers this year, but they're still super talented players. I don't think the not cheating is gonna make that much of a difference. So. Yeah, I agree. So something else like we've already we've already kind of thrown out there a few times is, is this juiced ball. And there's kind of a, a you know, multiple scenarios here, right? So, you know, one is the home runs because of the juiced ball, right? 6,776 home runs last season. 671 more than the previous high, which was in 2017. So, you know, we saw this high in 2017, we saw a dip in 2018, now we saw a massive um uh, or sorry, did I? Yeah, no, yeah. Then we saw a massive high in 2019, right? So, are we going to see another decline? Like, just a prediction. I know nobody knows, but just prediction, like gut feeling. Like, are we going to see a massive high again in 2019? Or are we going to see it drop back down to like 2018 numbers? And then, you know, what's the draft strategy that you're basing off? You know, your guess here. Um, my gut is telling me that home runs will kind of pull back a little bit. Like you're not going to see an increase in what we saw last year. And I don't even necessarily know if you're going to see a plateau. The rumors that I've been hearing is that, um, one of the things that they're going to do is they're going to go back to a, a seam on the baseball that's raised a little bit more, which will help the grip, uh, for a lot of pitchers. If you looked at like Edwin Diaz and, you know, heard him talk about, you know, what the ball was like and how he was having trouble gripping it because the seams were mm. suddenly 
um, a little bit more, um, I mean, just lower, you know, just, it was harder for him to do it. So I kind of feel like that's going to be the compromise that they're going to try and make pitchers will have a little bit more command, but I mean, I'm treating this year just like I was treating fantasy baseball in the late nineties and, and the steroid surge was happening. You know, it was like, okay, everybody's going to be hitting for power. I mean, I don't think we're going to be in a situation where you can turn around and say, Oh, we're going to end up with like a huge power drought and say, you know, I'll, uh, you know, I'll fade power. You're going to obviously need that. But, you know, I think that we're still in a, in a spot right now, like we were in the, in the late nineties where, you know, stolen bases and runs scored, those are going to be the categories that you, you kind of need and want, want to win if you're going to win your league. So no, knowing what you just said, so does that mean you go early in like after hitting in power and runs or do you say okay I'll, i can back off just slightly because there's so much of it um i guess i i could say that i would back off slightly off of it like if we're talking about the difference between taking a guy like mookie betts versus a guy like cody bellinger I would take bets because of the speed, because of the, you know, and, and be like, I, I can, I, you know, I don't have to go for a guy who has this much power. I can pull back and grab some, you know, decent quality hitters in the, uh, in the next couple of rounds. Um, I think it's important for you to, and, you know, to start early with the more balanced players, you know, right. the guys who you really think are going to, you know, even if they're going to steal, 15 to 20 bags. I mean, it doesn't have to be like a huge burner, but like a guy like Starling Marte, um, if he's going to be 2020, that's going to have to me grabbing a guy like Starling Marte, who's going to steal you 20 bags is going to be, you know, more valuable than grabbing a guy like Pete Alonzo, who maybe hits 40 bombs, you know, this year, but dude's not stealing me any bases that, you know, I mean, I can find power, Elsewhere, you guys brought up Mustakas going to the Reds. Um, you know, I'll I'll be happy to take Starling Marte, bypass a guy like Pete Alonso, and then come up with like a Mike Mustakas or even a Matt Olson later on right. uh, to get my power. Then, yeah, that was kind of like I. <clears throat> I think that's why my I, I kind of valued the categories, you know, as I did, and I think that's why, like you see in my rankings, Judge. Slow, you know, just a couple of spots lower than like a Marte because he gets those steals. And at this point, like, you know, 25, 30 steals enormous right now. So, yeah. um, it, it, you know, he's, and he's not a zero in power, you know? So it's, <laughs> yeah, just can get you 40, 50 and that's awesome. But you can, I feel like you can make it up a little bit later to get a bunch of like 30 home run guys later. So, um, exactly. And, and, and so just a kind of piggyback this question so on the pitching side right so we see all these home runs we see eras inflated of course we see you know we see the aces and i think everybody at this point knows the the true workhorse pitchers are like first second third round guys like you've got to go get one or two of them you have to but like otherwise i mean are, are we just strikeouts have risen dramatically because of this new approach at the plate everybody's swinging for the fences um, so with strikeouts though, I mean, is this another one of those categories where you're like, besides those top notch guys, you know, do you just kind of pull back and go, okay, I'm going to, 
I'm going to get one or two of those power hit pitchers, you know, the guys who are going to give me 200 innings, and then I'm going to wait and just get guys because really they're all kind of the same after that. It really kind of depends on your knowledge of the player pool and your ability to scout those pitchers because the last thing you want uh, is is to say, all right, well, I'm going to wait until the later rounds for some starting pitching, and then all of a sudden you get a lot of these high-contact guys mm-hmm. uh, because that's obviously not what you want. You look at a guy like, you know, like a, like a Joe Musgrove or a Dakota Hudson. Mm-hmm. These guys, you know, they pitch to a lot of contact. You say Kikuchi from Seattle last year pitched right. to a surprisingly strong amount of contact that you were like, well, this, this kind of bums me out. So – you know, I think that when you are looking for pitchers, you definitely need to look at strikeouts. But again, it's the swinging strikeout rate, which is the stat that I look at, you know, the most. And I won't be shy about uh, just, you know, cutting down the number of starters that I use and just grab some extra middle relievers who have a high strikeout rate uh, and figure I can supplement it that way and at least not get, you know, destroyed in the uh, in like whip and ERA category. So. You know, that's kind of where I'm looking at for like the the mid-tier guys, guys who miss a, a fair number of bats. It's not, you know, you know, it's it's more like a like an 8th round Carrasco or a 10th round Mike Miner as opposed to uh, you know, having to invest in, you know, Walker Bueller or Mike Clevenger. Yeah. Yeah, I I like that. Those are two great names <laughs> too. So yeah. So the next thing, uh, next and potentially uh, one of these last topics we have here, strategy-wise, Howard, is steals. We've been talking about it with Marte. We we talked about it with Altuve. So again, this this category itself just continues to decline, and it, it's a trend that's been going on for six straight years now. Um, last year we were 200 steals less than 2018. So, I mean, it's like, okay, well, we have three times as many, uh, you know, homers. So you don't need to steal a base because everybody is just hitting a home run instead. Um, I mean, how, how does this category specifically affect your drafts? Are, Are you drafting speed at all are you going hard early are you just punting speed altogether um no i'm definitely not punting it i'm i'm trying to you know i'm trying to feel it out right now for the way a lot of drafts go like you know everybody gave me a lot of crap for taking mike trout over ronald acuna uh in the fsga draft because of acuna's stolen bases and i get that i you know i totally understand that that rationale but i figured I could get a guy like Marte. You know, it's very, very – it's tough to to deal with this category because the guys really aren't doing a lot of stealing right now. I mean, yeah, you said it. The numbers are just are absolute garbage uh, for stolen base, even just stolen base attempts. Forget about success rate. Yeah. So I do feel like you need to attack it um, fairly early. Like I don't mind grabbing like a, a Malik Smith type guy or Victor Robles and hope that they kind of pan out. But when I'm filling out the balance of my team uh, and I'm looking for that fifth outfielder or that utility player, then all of a sudden, yeah, I'm starting to fish through the, uh, the bottom of the barrel for, 
stolen base upside, like a Cesar Hernandez, um, Delino DeShields. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, he's, you know, he, he's, I don't know if he's going to, how many games he's going to start. Uh, who knows, you know, as far as how Francona is going to use him, but at least you know that DeShields on the bench, let's say you're in a league that just, you know, offers weekly moves. If you need stolen bases, then you got to put him in there. So, you know, I look in those late rounds for guys who, you know, have the upside to get me 10 to 12 stolen bases and hopefully uh, they kind of pan out. That's only if I don't attack like early with like a strong burner, like somebody who's got the potential of getting me like 30 to 35 steals. Yeah, I, Which I is just, like two guys. Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, exactly. See, I, I lucked out. Oh, I lucked out last oh, year. The next one's gone. Okay, yeah. I'm punning. I see. I, I <laughs> lucked few, out for last, a few rounds. I lucked out last year in the fancy six pack league, and uh, and snagged VR in round like eight and or seven or something like that. And was just like, you know what? I'm desperate for seals. I had Trout. I had Acuna. But like, I just was like, if I'm gonna really smash this category, I'm gonna I'm gonna do it. And I went after VR, and it worked. And he also got me some solid power numbers. But that doesn't always happen. Like you said, like you can go after like Malik Smith stuff like that. Malik Smith's gonna hit you what five home runs? So right. It's but like, I mean, what's what, what's VR gonna do this year? Yeah, now this that he's year, in Miami, no. yeah. Like that's the funny thing. He went in the third round of the FSGA draft, and I was like, ew. Yeah. Here's a dude who's like, not only is he going to like lose out on the power going from Camden Yards to Marlins yeah. Park, but if you expenses? look at the, the numbers, Donnie Baseball does not like to steal. And the Marlins stolen base uh, attempts last year were uh, in the bottom 10 of the league. So, I can't imagine you know, that they traded for VR. He's not, they're not going to let him run at all. But I'm, I'm – on board with exactly what you're saying, and it's funny. Like a fa- fantasy pros reached out to me, and they were like, "Hey, give your biggest bus." And I, my mind went to VR right away. Uh, I knew yep. he was being drafted. I hadn't even like looked at half my. This was like second week of January. I hadn't even looked at any of my baseball stuff, and I was like, "VR." <laughs> so I was looking at the numbers, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, he's going way too early. Like this is insane." So I, I still have him fairly high in the rankings but like mid 40s i feel like i want to drop that so bad but that right kinda... you feel dirty about that That's you're just... like you know his adp is oh. all the way up here and if you rank him down like you know at the bottom end of like the, the top 60 top 70 that people are going to be like oh you suck vr stolen bases they're a problem but blah, blah, blah. nobody's like that's the thing is that everybody's looking at what last year's numbers were nobody's got the the forward thinking of looking at what kind of a manager Don Mattingly is what kind of a park is this guy going to be hitting in what kind of a lineup is it going to be so you know mm-hmm. I, I'm with you man I think that it's um you know it's a good call and I'm actually I'm playing around with more rankings at Fantasy Alarm you know I'm just going to hang my balls out there and say go ahead and cut them if you want but <sighs> I am not going to rank guys the way, you know, a lot of people rank and a lot of people rank according to the ADP that they're seeing, the early yeah. ADP that they're seeing. Yeah. I mean, that is that is built into my rankings a little bit, but it's it's not everything. And and again, these are the super early rankings for me. I, I need to do some more tweaking. He's probably going to drop because I just don't like him this year. And I mean, you, you mentioned like moving from Baltimore to Miami. It's a bad lineup to a but come on. That's bad lineup to bad lineup, really. It's, that's an even trade. But the, <laughs> but you're right. The ballpark is worse, so that's not good. Oh, uh, well, yeah. And then 
dudes, does anybody remember what happened the first time he had a gigantic season? Um, he didn't follow through. I, <laughs> Let's put it that way. I, I probably talked about him. That's, 20, that's 2016, what you know, 62 steals, 19 home runs. Never going to do this again. I mean, come on. Like, maybe he'll steal 30 bases, 35. Cool. But he's, I mean, I don't see the repeat of 25 home runs again. He kind of went on a tear in the second half. I think he was just going for it. Um, it was just weird. But, yeah, I mean, my strategy as far as steals goes overall, like, I think I'm targeting ideal. I'm targeting these guys who are going to be kind of power speed combo early. So I can go get Mustakas and stuff like that, who I might be dragging behind in home runs and power through the first six, seven rounds, but I'm going to make it up later because I'm not chasing steals later where I'm having the draft guys getting me 10 or less home runs because I need steals. Um, that's the way I, I just feel like it needs to be done um it not like it can't work the other way around but i feel like you got to get a lot more lucky the other way around yeah so. probably <laughs> probably i mean again that's why you know in like the later rounds you start mining for you know these guys i, I it was really funny i made a pick of uh of nick solak and i literally i got like like five people they're like who who the yeah. hell did you just take? I'm like, <laughs> I just took a guy who looks like he's going to be starting for the Rangers, who were the yep. most aggressive team on the base pads last year and has 10 to 15 stolen base potential. That's who I'm taking. I don't give a crap what the rest of his numbers are. If my 22nd round pick can steal me 15 bags, that's a huge win. Yeah, and yeah. again, he's your 22nd round pick, so if you drop him, who gives a crap? <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. He's going to fade for like three weeks and then someone's going to be hunting for seals and be like, oh, wait, this guy's got like 10 in the last two weeks. All right, let me add him for a week and see what happens. So uh, that's what I that's what I do a lot of times. I mean, I'm just sitting there hunting for these guys that are like, okay, it's like I'm one or two away in in a matchup on a on a Wednesday or Thursday. Okay, this guy's got a Thursday through Sunday slate of games. Let me see if he's going to actually get in or pinch run. That's the best possible thing. Finding sure. a guy who pinch runs, whose only job is to go out there and steal a sign that says, hey, you can run now. I mean, that's the thing. All these all these people are busy stealing signs from the pitchers. Nobody knows how to run anymore. There's no signs on, hey, dumbass, you're on first. We need you to get to second. We're down three runs. Come on. There's no outs. Run. Yeah, so I, I think it's it's just it's sad to see you know a standard category just continue to fall off this hard for this long. So hopefully teams will start doing it again, but I don't know. We'll see. Seems doubtful. Analytics say no, but yeah. All right, Howard. That's all we got, man. Uh, I want to thank you so much for coming on. I had a blast talking with you. Um, Absolutely. And, uh, I guess let us know what you got going on at fantasy alarm coming up soon before, uh, before you jump off here. Um, well, first of all, I appreciate the, uh, the offer and thank you very much for joining the pie bet that, you know, listen, that that's, that was something that I had a lot of fun with and it meant the world to me for everybody who had joined that. So I, I want to just say thank you um, for just having some fun with that. 
Um, as far as that fantasy alarm, <laughs> um, I, I got uh, – what do we go? I mean, the MLB draft guide, the living draft guide, we've got constant content coming out on a regular basis. The team is just doing some mad, crazy work, and Adam Ronis just started um, his, uh, his high-stakes uh, series that he's going to be doing. Mike Alexander's doing a best ball series. So we got a lot happening there. And then obviously, you know, well, who who doesn't want to cover the XFL? What could possibly go wrong <laughs> yeah. with that? Yes. <laughs> so we've got all of that that you guys, I mean, listen, it's everything that you could possibly want. We cover every sport, DFS, season long leagues. Um, and we're having a blast on the, uh, on the fantasy alarm show. Me and Jim Bowden are, having a really good time with that. And uh, we've been bringing on um, a bunch of uh, a bunch of MLB managers. We're going to start bringing on a lot more MLB GMs uh, and we're going to end up doing that. Like that's, you know, our, obviously it's like our, our niche is the, uh, is the front office insights that Jim can help us out with. And, you know, we make that a part of our content on the site and on the show. So hopefully people have fun with it and learn from it. Yeah, yeah, I definitely do, man. That's huge. It's awesome. I mean, I just just the name drops alone. I'm I'm in awe. <laughs> oh, so, dude, I, I was sitting there. I was talking to Rocco Baldelli about fish shows today, and I like oh, really, that's amazing, right? I'm like sitting there because you know I found out that he was a fish fan, and it was it was hysterical. And like literally, I have those moments all the time where I'm like, who the hell am I that I'm sitting here talking? Fish shows with Rocco Baldelli, manager of the year. I got Jim Bowden texting me at home. It's like the craziest, most surreal thing awesome. possible. <laughs> because really, I'm just a I'm just a chubby fantasy nerd who <laughs> kind of likes to crack jokes. That's that's my thing. So yeah, man, that whole you, where you know <laughs> where you got to and all that other stuff. That's I mean, I'm crazy humbled about the whole thing. I don't mean to drop names, but. It's so much fun. No, I'm all for it. <laughs> I'm all about it. The name dropping is great. And and I mean, the fish reference is even great because I was listening to them on Sirius on my way to work today. And I was like, listening to Trey talk about stuff. I'm like, man, are these guys even in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame yet? Like, and if not, why? Why are they not there yet? This <laughs> you, you have all these roundabout, goofy ass people going around being elected. And it's like, eh, okay, but. Get musicians, like actual musicians that can do this. So, dude, I had no idea you were ahead. I would, I would have been happy to. We're always looking for new blood in the Jam on Fantasy Football League. Oh hell yeah, man! Let, let me know. Hey, right. right? I've got a, a a real small following of about two hundred, not even fifty yet on uh, Twitter. So, <laughs> I don't care about your Just following. No, know. no. See, that's the thing. It's not about your following. Like, it's oh, about. Exactly. I mean, there are names in this league. I'm not going to lie. Bob Wachusen's in this league. Uh, Adam Zucker's in this league. Mm. Um, but, you know, it's it's getting the the, the jam band guys uh, oh, yeah. to, like, sit there and talk sports. Like, you catch the show, you know, in a couple of weeks when Chris Kuroda is on tour with Fish. And, and he and I are starting, you know, and we're, like, razzing each other about fantasy football on a regular basis. It's like that's what it's about. It's not about yeah. how many Twitter followers you have. We don't need promotion. Oh, oh please. no. I'm, I, yeah, I'm no, I'm just saying. I just, <laughs> I just still look at it and kind of laugh. And I'm like, uh, all right. You know, Joe's over here gaining all these followers and everything because he's, <laughs> you know, top top five ranker this year in fantasy yeah. football, was it? Yeah, top yeah. three, maybe? Five. So, 
top five. All right. So I'll, I'll pat you on the back a little bit. You know, you, you deserve I'll take a, a, I'll take a, it. My, my own name drop here and there. I, I, <laughs> I get to work with this guy all the time every week, and it's great. I love this industry. I love the people that we talk to on the show, and it's, it's just opened me up to you know, great experiences. And that's the thing. People are people. And you can be, you know, a famous celebrity. You can be a a famous athlete, this and that. And guess what? You're still just a person, you know, when you're not doing your thing. So it's everybody's got common threads here and there. And it's uh, it's great to run into them when you can. So, yeah, keep me posted on that, though. I'm definitely interested in that. Hell yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Start yeah, weeding I'll, out some of these some of these guys who can't win the league at all. Yeah, no, I'm telling you, I'll I'll do really Lord, well. Get and I'll finish in second. <laughs> so, so you so you can I'm, win the league. I'm Howard, more than happy to just good. tank in the the championship games. It's, it's he does it to me I'm all really the time. It's great. I, um, yeah, this this freaking guy. <laughs> yeah, but just got done patting you on the back, and here you are throwing me back under the bus. Yep. Yep. But. Uh, <laughs> No, all good. Yeah, but, yeah. I'll shoot you his email when we're done. So, uh, yep, that's uh, yeah, that's good, man. Uh, again, appreciate you coming on. Uh, we're gonna close up shop, and uh, we will uh, hopefully do this again sometime. Love it. Thanks so much for having me, guys. All right, all right man. Thanks, Howard. Man, have a good night. All right. So, AJ, uh, we were we were gonna do the position eligibility thing, but we might have to save this for another show. Um, Who cares? Uh, yeah, it's not as important as I think, but yeah, whatever. Uh, I mean, it is and it isn't, but it is. Well, it is, well, but I mean, a, a lot of my thing on position eligibility is I only look for it for guys when I have off days, and it's like, okay, it's a Monday. I've got two guys playing. Well, I can throw this guy in here, yeah. or when I actually do have a lot of guys, and it's like I can rotate them around. But other than that, I I, I don't base much of my draft on it i don't do this or that it's, yeah whatever no nah, i mean it, it's it helps going the way oh, <laughs> oh are you guys done with me i'm sorry i didn't realize <laughs> no, that not at all. it's all right no, was, it's good it's good it's good i was uh, hearing that horrible take on shitting on multi-position eligibility I, no 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 i was gonna say don't get me wrong i think it's important <laughs> i like this is aj's take not mine he, he can but, run with this one I just think that it's Damn, I, I don't necessarily <laughs> base my draft on it as much as I used to put it that way. Uh, well, then that explains a lot of second base, second place. Then oh. it does. It does oh. indeed. It does indeed. Love it. See, now but I'm just going to talk about this on the show all all day tomorrow. Is how I just sat there and heckled AJ <laughs> on his own podcast. I, Hey, I'm all for it, man. If, hey. if you put my name on Sirius Radio, please do. That's phenomenal. I all might right, we're going to get you 10 more followers tomorrow. I'm all more for followers. it. I'm all for it. <laughs> at, at Apple Garth Algar. The name is... Good luck remember that. My, my last name, and then we added Algar because my wife is a genius and beautiful, and she was like, well, you should be Garth Algar, like Apple Garth Algar. Hello. And I'm like, holy shit. I just need a Merv mobile and I'm set. See, smart lady. <laughs> it's all about the marketing, baby. It's all exactly. about the marketing. All right. I will promote you guys both on the show. I will not give awesome. Joe's Twitter handle. Um, okay. We'll see if we can like catch you up and pass Joe. Well, that's, that's going to be yeah, the best. That's our goal. Where's, right. Joe, how many Twitter followers do you have? Uh, a little over 9,000. 
little over. All right, there you go. That's the mission. By opening oh, day, AJ, let's see Done. if we can get you past. Done. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm all for it. Brutal. What did I do? Well, it's, you're, you're an Orioles fan, dude. What'd oh. you think the Yankee fan was going to say? Come on. Come on. Oh, we got, got nothing, I've, dude. We got nothing. I don't know if you worry can about see us. my wall of, I guess, fame and shame at the same time. By, by the way. picture of Brady sideburns uh, <laughs> over here. I got I the, the Brooks Robinson statue day with all of the, the guys from there. I, was gonna say, I got Miss- my bull. Roy Halliday, whose jersey I'm wearing, number 34. Ah, uh, mad respect for uh, that one. I was going to say, wait Halliday. a minute here. Oh, you're going to give me a cover for being an Orioles fan. This guy, this guy moved from Philly down to the Baltimore area, decided to go, oh, I'm going to like two teams. I'm going to like Baltimore and the what Philadelphia the, Phillies. What? Right Why when Baltimore was getting good. Teams? Right when Baltimore you, was getting good, by that? the way. Okay. Just to let you know. I, all right. Well, let's reverse a little bit. I did like the Orioles growing up as well. Mm-hmm. I loved Cal Ripken. He was one of my favorite players. I guess what? I also liked a lot of the Reds players. I had score baseball cards that were caricatures okay, of well, Randy Myers and his huge head with this mullet <laughs> blowing out of the back of his head. I, so it was Wait, phenomenal. Doesn't count, I, I, I like the Bengals because I like the helmets. The game. I'm a fan of the game. Uh-huh. But I love my Phillies. I love everything about Philly sports. I don't give a shit about all the people that say, <laughs> oh, Philly fans, they throw snowballs at Santa Claus. Do some research and read the actual story on why that happened, Joe. And the jerks. What, what, what about batteries? What about throwing batteries? <laughs> at no, that's okay. West Virginia University. Yes. That is not Philly, okay? Really? West Virginia really? University. Really? I don't know, man. I don't know. I can get my, my, my wife people. in here. She's a Giants fan. You start talking about the Eagles and all the other nonsense that goes on there. See, the Giants are one of the teams that I have to worry the least about in the division because they're always going to suck. So it's okay. Hmm. I can deal with that. Interesting take. Actually, I I, I, I hate <laughs> the Redskins less than I hate the Giants. They suck way more. Oh, Touche. As I've got the Redskins helmet behind me too. So yeah, obviously right. I was a DC Baltimore. <laughs> Growing up, so sad times. But for me. cheers, cheers to Eli and his career. Uh, <laughs> we'll just we'll just end on that. I, uh, I, did you guys hear about me on this fantasy six pack uh, podcast? That became a five pack real quick. I don't know what happened to that AJ guy. He just disappeared. No, this is actually number two. Uh, <laughs> oh, it's a a limited edition uh, happy anniversary ale from Sierra Nevada. Me and Joe had a. Uh, <laughs> I had, I had one of these when I was it, dude. We were doing I mean, like our planning show. Well, I, this is about done. It's been a really long week for me at work, okay. so I, I just I'm 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 enjoying my two beers that I've had for the first time since well I guess Saturday. Sunday, but Saturday, whatever, whatever. See, and I will just sit here and enjoy my Jack Herrera hybrid indica sativa nice. kind of uh, smoke shop. That's that's. I'm enjoying that as well. Just the sound <laughs> of it is is music to my ears. <laughs> yum, yum. Give me some. All, All right, right, boys. My wife's got dinner on the table. She's texting right. me right now. Sounds All good, right. Man. Thank Thanks you so again, much. Howard. Pleasure <laughs> talking to you guys. And, uh, yeah, listen, I'll try and get you guys uh, uh, onto the show once we start filing in some more guests. Absolutely. Be Appreciate awesome. it, man. See you. All right. Cool. All Thanks, right. guys. Be good. Yep. Take care. All right, well, that was a good time. Definitely a good time. I had a lot of laughs. So, uh, 
Let's just call it quits before we ruin the show, AJ. What do you think? I mean, I'm already on a four pack at this point, so we yeah. might as well. <laughs> I like it. So, all right, man. Call it quits. All right. That was some music. Peace. Hop and collar. Oh, jeez. All right.